what's up my fellow Muddy Wheelers? Okay, well I'm Jess and I am going to tell you about the ancient history of the Maori people. But before I begin, I have to apologize beforehand for my horrible um, pronunciations of the Maori Tonga words, which is like their language. Um, so yeah. Okay, so the Maori people are the indigenous people of New Zealand and they are Polynesian and comprise about 10% of the country's population. Like I said before, Maori Tonga is the native language and it's kind of like a mix of Tahitian and Hawaiian. And also, it is believed that Maori migrated from Polynesia roughly around 9th to 13th century AD. And then after the European settlers arrived, the Maori population dropped because war and disease really affected their population, so it made the population drop to about 100,000, which is really little. Um, but then in 1840, the representatives of Britain and the Maori chiefs, they signed a treaty that was called the Treaty of Waitangi, and this established British rule over the Maori people, and it granted the Maori British citizenship and recognized Maori land rights. Alright, and archaeological and linguistic evidence suggests that several waves of migration came from Eastern Polynesia into New Zealand between around 800 and 1300 AD. Um, and also, Maori oral history describes that the arrival of ancestors from Haiwaki, which is a mythical homeland in tropical Polynesia, in a large ocean-going canoes. And so they came in these big canoes, canoes and stuff. Um, so that basically describes how the Maori people settled in and what happened to them during this period of time. It wasn't long before that the Maori people um, got involved into war, and one example is World War One. Um, and like many, well, like every war, there are different viewpoints on whether they should have joined the war or they shouldn't have had the war effort, but. Those who wanted to serve in the forces had little choice because the imperial policy had initially opposed the native uh, people to fight among the Europeans. But then this kind of changed after many casualties in the war happened and so they need reinforcements. Um, and by the end of the war, about 2,000 Maori and about 460 Pacific Islanders had served in what became as the Maori Pioneer Battalion. Um, but of course there were many um, wounded and dead, and that was quite sad. <laughs> um, and like I said, many Maori opposed the war effort. And yeah. So the Maori people haven't always been in like this peaceful kind of state. Um, it's been exposed to a lot of hardships and stuff like after the war about one out of three men that were aged between 20 years old and 40 years old were killed in the war against the Europeans or the British um, and so of course that proved a lot of difficulties and stuff and also like when war comes and when war ends of course there's gonna be economic hardships and stuff and so that brought down the Maori um, community and stuff. And also when the Europeans first arrived they brought a lot of different machineries and stuff and they brought a lot of different technologies that like really affected the Maori people because it was all new to them. And so a lot 
of little fights erupted, and that proved to be a little bit of trouble for the Maori people. And of course, through all this time, the Maori people cultivated their own culture, and I'm sure other people will tell you about that. But um, they had the chance to make their own traditions, and that is what you'll see, hopefully, <laughs> on this trip. Um, and yeah, so that's basically the basis of the ancient history of Maori. Alright, so here are just some pictures um, of the Maori people so you can get a visual concept. <laughs> Tattoos were really popular among the Maori people. This was the first European impression of the Maori at Murderer's Bay. This picture shows a group of Maori people dressed in their traditional clothing. So thanks for watching and I hope we'll all have a great time on Interim.